Welcome to the Only in Movies podcast. I'm your host, Onari, coming to you from Austin, Texas. And I'm your host, Amato, coming to you from Buffalo, New York. In this podcast, we break down scenes and discuss things that happen only in movies. So, hello, listeners. Welcome. Hello, Glad to hello. have you back with us. You always do that to me and throw me off, but it's okay. Yes. You won't get me this time. <laughs> uh, glad to have you back with us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the great feedback. Please follow us on all the social media platforms at Only a Movie Pod. We're going to be announcing a week before the episode drops the movie on our social media platform. So check there so you can watch with us. You have a week's notice. You can watch with us and try to guess what's going to be on the Only a Movies list. Please follow us on iTunes and review. We need reviews. That's what really helps us, those iTunes reviews. And subscribe on YouTube and all the other platforms. Denari, anything before we begin? No, I just want to make it a... um, It'll be great to have a family watching experience having you all seen the movie if you haven't there's still plenty to enjoy but i know there's some people that definitely want to, to have it fresh in their minds and, and experience it with us so look out for that announcement and join us okay so we're getting into this week's movie it's bumblebee directed by travis knight starring Haley stanfield dylan o'brien john cena jorge lenderberg jr and peter cullen the plot on the run in the year of 1987 bumblebee finds refuge in a junkyard in a small California beach town. Charlie, on the cusp of turning 18 and trying to find her place in the world, discovers Bumblebee, battle-scarred and broken. All right, before we get into our scenes, anything you want to throw out there? I think the one thing I had to throw out there is that I hadn't seen a Transformers movie since Dark of the Moon, the last Shia LaBeouf one that he starred in. So I hadn't seen any of the Mark Wahlberg ones. Don't know how the the series kind of continued in that aspect. I haven't seen a Transformers movie since, like, the first Transformer. <laughs> you see any other sequels? No, I don't think. Maybe two, but I haven't really seen a lot since then. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of, like, so. the, the way the movie is kind of done and, like, the style I kind of forgot about. And it was, you know, a reminder. And I feel like, you know, last one was 2014, so that's five years ago. And I feel like the style itself of the movie has kind of, uh, at least for me gotten a little stale but we'll we'll get into it i was really surprised to see this movie had a 93 on rotten tomatoes it made 465 million dollars jeez so and i think the budget was 135 million so there's gonna be it's more pretty popular yeah, yeah there's gonna be more <laughs> yeah um, yeah again this wasn't a movie i probably would have watched without this podcast but we'll talk about it yeah yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. I thought it started really well. I'll say that. There was a lot of excitement and action in the first few scenes. So let's yes. jump into your scene. What's your first scene for the Only in Movies list? So the first scene that made the Only, Only in Movies list for me was the Soldier Transformer Desert meeting. So this is after the two Decepticons are kind of traveling across the U.S. and trying to make it to the West Coast to find B-137, was it? Yep. And they kind of get intercepted by the the agent, Agent Burns, played by John Cena, and the rest of the soldiers. Do you know the two Decepticons' names? It's um, Shatter is voiced by Angela Bassett. I saw that. Oh, snap. Okay. I was like, oh, Angela Bassett returns (laughs) to the podcast, I see. Okay. I I thought they literally the exact same thing. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. I saw she was voiced by by Angela Bassett. He was voiced. Uh, she, he, she. Do they have sexes? Wait, that's a good, yeah, that's <laughs> excellent question. Okay. <laughs> and then the other one was Dropkick. Okay, all right. Uh-huh. I had that. Okay. Yeah, Dropkick. I always get confused by the plane Transformers because I always have Starscream in my mind from the older Transformer movies. But of course, I he right? Was, you know, there were two characters that involved flight here, and neither of them were Starscream. And so in that scene, they're the two Decepticons are on the way to the West Coast to get intercepted. And then my initial thought was, you already saw what one of these Transformers did to like your whole platoon that was after you and destroyed everybody. And then I see them kind of in the middle of the desert. They had like a helicopter and like I saw one fighter jet. But for the most part, it was like a couple dozen guys in the Humvees with like machine guns and one tank. These are beings from outer space, all right? <laughs> they should have the entire, like, militia out there. And the you entire... got a big-ass scar on your face because of your last encounter with them. They left you with a buck fifty, <laughs> and you came back, like, with an Uzi. <laughs> they are from outer space. Every other movie, by the way, that involves anything from outer space usually elicits an entire response from the world, you know, mobilizing their armies. No, they just, they got a couple of guys at the Army Reserve down the block to just scoot on over and intercept them in this desert. It seemed that they were ill-prepared if something were to you know, actually break out in the fight. They weren't going to make it. And I kind of saw throughout the rest of the movie. Again, this is a, a military plot piece that's not really used very believably. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> we're going to discuss the military a lot, I think, through this podcast. Because yeah. I have I have the military was grossly negligent. They were <laughs> yes. like a horrible military. And John Cena was a horrible leader. Yes, Leader, and I would say even actor in this point. I mean, I'm here for John Cena. Hey, hey I'm a wrestling transition. fan. So you can never say John Cena is a horrible actor, okay? <laughs> He's a wrestler. <laughs> and all wrestlers are amazing actors. That's it. I'm not even going to argue this, okay? <laughs> Fair enough. I think in that arena, you know, no yeah, he didn't do his. He didn't put his best foot forward. I would agree with you, though. Yeah, because I've seen him in other. And, and I, I definitely feel that he's a comedic actor. And he was trying to be a little serious here, and it didn't. It didn't land. So I'll follow up because my scene's a little bit my my second scene sequentially is a little bit after that because they say we have to give them access to the tech and the satellite, or they're going to take it to the Russians. So they're going to go to the Russians to find stuff in the United States, and yes. in order to placate them, you're going to give them access to the techs and the satellites to people you just met for essentially a day. Not even a day, maybe yeah. like a couple hours. Yes. You gave the complete <laughs> access to the entire United States tech and satellite without any validation. No, I mean, I guess that their approach was like, well, they're going to take it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck it. Right. So they Give were like, might them. as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and, so in general, I, though, there was a lot of over-trusting in this movie, it, even from gross like, you know, Charlie. negligence is the complete statement for charlie as an 18 year old and adult at that point also you know showed a lot of gross negligence bringing a random alien being into her <laughs> home. Her home. <laughs> right but it was in the garage garages <laughs> are not the same thing as the house that's true but see, it's different too because they have an attached garage so my garage is a little further from the house what happens there stays there <laughs> you have a barrier of protection right right he can't just open the door and get in the house yeah so what's your scene my first real scene though was so shatter and drop kick jump cliff jumper they can catch him on that random planet wherever he is and he's by himself there's not anything else on this entire planet so I'm thinking to myself, why didn't Optimus Prime, the you know great leader that he is, 
send everybody right. to one central location instead of splitting up his army and sending them to random places to get killed individually. Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> He's trying to draw it out. Draw it out. I'm not a leader. I've never led an army. Who am I to tell him what to do? However, he sent Cliff Jumper to the planet alone. Now, Shatter and Dropkick are trying to find out exactly where Bumblebee is. Right. At that very second, Charlie happens to touch the radio in Bumblebee's car, which sends a signal to right. Cliff Jumper, which Shatter and Dropkick intercept. If they weren't there, if this, they would have came five minutes later or killed him five minutes earlier, this whole mm-hmm. movie would have went to shit. Yeah. And ha- happenstance. Side note. Did you notice what played when she touched the radio? I didn't. The chairs theme song. And I thought about our boy Walker. <laughs> Walker is just a recurring guest he's here. Ubiquitous. I, I guest. wrote that down. He's ubiquitous. He's, he's through all of our episodes. <laughs> Walker will appear. That scene that you're, that you're mentioning where they're, when they finally find out where Bumblebee is, that's one of my uh, come on fam scenes. Really, it's the funny stuff. It's not a come on fam scene because when they do find out and she finds out, oh, they're, they're on, he's on Earth. And she goes, set a course for Earth. Like, but you can see it. They, they showed it after that. They zoomed into it. It's like right there. Oh, like what? You're gonna get lost between here and there. <laughs> Straight lines aren't aren't their favorite. No, that was a that was a, that scene was. A, I was like, oh man, like that was just a perfect timing that she had touched the radio of a car that was covered randomly. I also thought her uncovering the car was kind of like with the boats yeah, falling that over. That was a funny scene. Yeah, because I figure if you knock down three boats, it's gonna be a little more dramatic than just slightly moving down the- a tarp. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that was too much. What's your next scene? So my next one after that is the the Bumblebee resurrection scene. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. With the get, get the paddles. Yes. <laughs> is that what you thought? <laughs> get the paddles. Oh, my God. So this movie, so Charlie, you know, and she was played by Haley Steinfield, which I, I'm a fan of hers. I like Haley. You know, she was in True Grit. That was a good movie. Um, and a Never couple of that. others. She's, she's a funny actress. Um, and the guy Mimo. Jorge Lenderberg, you know, he's one of my peoples from Dominican Republic. He was good as well. But in that scene, I felt like it was too emotional and it was gratuitous and trying to make it so dramatic and emotional. They were trying to recreate a hospital scene. Right. Exactly. I was just about to say that. I was exact. That's why I say get the paddles. Yes. And all they were missing was the cardiogram with the flat line. <laughs> they shocked him back to life. I was like, oh, this is this is pushing it. They really yeah. defibrillated him, but without defibrillating him. I Yes. So I was like, oh, come on. Like, they're really trying to make this. And then she was like, I'm telling you, if they would have played a flat line in the background, we would have all <laughs> not noticed. I might have should have thugged here if they did that. I would <laughs> Oh no! Oh he's no! Dead. Yeah, and they did, yeah, and then they bring him back. back. They're like hugging yeah. and stuff. <laughs> oh, oh! It beeped again. It beeped again. He's back. He's back. I, who would have thought this? The whole time, Liz is in the background. She was watching this with me, and she goes, "It's just a robot." <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you're heartless. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did find myself saying, "Like, didn't you just meet him like two days ago?" <laughs> <laughs> so a sidebar that that's a problem to me with this movie i think if i had one thing if i had one word to describe my issue with this movie it was continuity okay. like i'm not sure if this movie took place over a week six months i think it all took place in 1987 because they forced me to know it was 1987 because yeah. they had the box of mr t cereal they had the walkmans they ha- had tab you ever had tab soda 
yeah. It, it, for some reason, it was really important for us why to know that it was. Why have you had tab soda? Why? Why? Because it was. Have you had tab soda? It was out. It wasn't. I don't go searching <laughs> for like tab soda. I don't go the looking most for terrible it. soda ever. Like whoever <laughs> gave you that, did, love you. Did they, do they give you that at your job? No. <laughs> Is there like a, a tab fridge? At my job, we have a monster fridge. So. Is that the equivalent? No. Is it next to the, the dial microwave? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That would be cruel and unusual. And I think my job generally likes us as employees. So, <laughs> I thought they pushed it, though, with the 80s. So I figured this all happened in 1987, but I, I had no idea how long this movie in their time took. No clue. No, and she was, like I said, she was so invested into Bumblebee that it's, for an 18-year-old, it seemed kind of odd, you know? Real quick, to jump back to the um the take to the Russian scene, I have to note that one of the bad guys says, we're going to use these guys for spare parts. Yes. And I thought to myself, why do you think you're going to outsmart an alien? <laughs> like, you don't think that they're smarter than you? That, that line also, I noticed that. And, and not only that, but spare parts. I'm like, what's parts? What are you going to do? Where are you going to use it? I guess... <laughs> <laughs> You don't even know how this thing is powered. Right. Yeah. So that's a perfect segue to my next scene. Because this is a scene that, because of this podcast and dealing with you now, it totally stuck out to me. <laughs> so Charlie needs to fix Bumblebee. Yes. She covers Bumblebee. She's like, ooh, I got a car. And then they have the fixed car montage. Yes. So first of all, I would assume... And I don't, I, I just, this is an assumption that an alien car would have different parts than an Earth car. Yes. So even if you have four <laughs> Charlies that they showed working around to fix the alien car, they probably would run into some issues trying to fix it. And then they just popped out a car radio from another car and popped it right in too. She just used a regular old toolkit and ratchet set. She did a quick montage. There were four Charlies. She fixed the car and then bam, it was running. And what killed it for me is because then they show her like later on when she's fixing something else and she looks under and Bumblebee's face is just there looking down on her. I'm like, so wait, so this is the only part from an entire Transformer that is visible while she was repairing the car, his face under it? I went with that in my mind to, to validate it. I figured that he scanned the Earth car and therefore scanned the parts of the Earth car. But then that doesn't make sense when he splits a part into a Transformer. So that was the only in movies and only in the Transformer movie. Could that yeah, and I've, I've had that thought since the you know original Transformers. In the cartoons, you know, you don't think about that stuff. It's not as evident. But from the original Transformers, I always thought how I get that they transform into other vehicles, but they, they don't become the exact vehicle. They're transforming into it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a VW bug now sitting here, you know, right. for all intents and purposes. No, it's a Transformer masquerading as a VW bug. Transforming into right, trans right. You know, it's, it's trying to like emulate the sounds, the look, the feel, but it isn't in fact a VW bug. So that along went with the for spare parts. I'm like what parts? <laughs> you don't know what this How thing are does. How doing this? I was so just smart. Like, yeah. <laughs> at least she didn't hook up her laptop. You're right, but it was 87, so it would have been the size of the garage. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it would have been in the, filling up the room. Yeah, he might have not fit there with it. She'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, let me go get my laptop real quick." Bumblebee, you gotta sleep outside. Three montages later, she carries it back. <laughs> show her with pallets unloading. <laughs> right. All right. So my last scene, it's not, this one wasn't like a full scene. This was more, um, I would say more of a come on fam scene. But the opening scene when they're in the, the forest and they're playing the war games, when they finally encounter Bumblebee and that he calls for backup, the, the you know, John Cena, the agent. When the Humvees pull up, did you notice they have harpoons on them? <laughs> no, no. They were like these. <laughs> no. I was no. like, wait. No, but 
what are you using that for? Like, in a record, like are you whale hunting? Like, I don't understand why. Well, I definitely know they have harpoons, but so you're that, way better than, at this than I am. Hey, hey, hey you I got it right. That time. <laughs> I only stuttered a bit. You did a good I did job. notice they mobilized quick as hell, so it wasn't like Italy. No, no, they were it was, on it. it. Was, they, they were there. They were on them. They also thought to take cover, unlike the Predator. Yes, but it took them a little bit too long. I, I noticed that as well after having covered that. I was like, all right, three, four, five. All right, now now you're going to move. It's a ball of fire. It doesn't matter what it is. It's coming at you, all right? You're right. Everybody's always Undelayed, trying to figure right. out, what, what is that behind that fire that's coming at me? Like, it doesn't matter, man. Run, all right? The key thing for you to do is get away. As far as possible. Right, but they did eventually get some cover there. I also thought, why just attack it, too? Why just attacking it? Like, people don't learn. They didn't try to engage and, you know, say, hey, what is going on? And then the second one, they engaged. That's why I was like, oh, it's because he's yellow. <laughs> it wasn't fucking with Bubble Bear. What's that was on? a whole nother other thing, too. So just being from outer space, you just encountered for the first time. You have no idea what it is. And your thought is, let's go. All five of us run over there and try to take it out so aggressively so that was my one of my like gripes with john cena the, his character the agent he was just so like stubbornly headstrong and trying to take it out and you know seemingly failing at every turn right <laughs> but then the doctor came and he was he was an idiot too i have deserved to die <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and and no due diligence this is all in my little notes no due diligence it's irresponsible just really irresponsible which takes me to my next scene that's actually a perfect segue to my next scene we get a, a, informed on the television that the military is pouring into town. Right. It's just a normal military exercise, though. So don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, fine. Whatever. I'm going to just continue watching my TV. The military poured into town. We see trucks. There's thousands of people. Maybe not thousands. Hundreds of people pouring into right. town. And then Charlie and Mimo go to get into the military base. Cut a door. Walk right in. I have no trouble. <laughs> yeah, he's like, how did you know that I wasn't electrified? She's like, I didn't. Right. <laughs> but you could have died. All right. And then the Decepticons... Just left. They killed two people and just left. So the military poured into town. Where was everybody? Sleeping. The entire military just left. They went out for milkshakes. That chase. made no sense to me. <laughs> yeah, I have I have coffee. Yeah, it's coffee break. So yeah, I shoot. have coffee. Yeah, but it was late, so milkshakes probably make more sense. <laughs> So that scene bothered me a bit. They just bounced. Like, do you have another scene or did you do your last scene? Because I have one more. That was my last one. It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a full scene. It was just more of a come on fan with the Humvees. So you can go ahead and do your, your last one. Okay, so my last one is more of a just overarching. This didn't make sense to me. Soon as Bumblebee gets to Earth, Blitzwing attacks him, right. right? Blitzwing takes his voice box. We know Blitzwing is a Decepticon, correct? Right. Why didn't Shatter and Dropkick call him and be like, yo, anybody there? Have you seen anyone? They had to go kill Cliffjumper to find out his whereabouts. Why didn't Blitzwing call and just say, hey... <laughs> I just got into it with one of the, the Autobots. I roughed him up a bit. I flung him down. And, you know, he's he's good now. They would Bumblebee B-127 is here. In case, you know, y'all hear from him or something, you know where he's at. I killed him, though. I didn't do a good job, but I killed him. So th And then, I left him what for happened dead. to Blitzwing? Why didn't they call him back in for, like, reinforcements towards the end of the movie? He had a prior Because remember, this all happened in, like, two weeks. That goes into one of my funny stuff that I noticed for the movie. What you just said, 
it's funny that you mentioned the fact that they were having communication problems, it seems, or they weren't using their communication effectively. When Shatter and Dropkick crash land on Earth, that they're, they're trying to search for Bumblebee, uh, Dropkick goes, oh, Earth is so primitive. But they just crash landed on Earth. Like That was pretty, that wasn't very sophisticated <laughs> way of arriving. <laughs> And then not only that, okay. but then later okay. on, they're also like, yeah, we can talk. We can't talk that far. So we need your satellites, you you measly earthlings. We need your, your technology. <laughs> right. We're going to send a message with your satellites because we can't do it. Speaking of crash landing, I thought that scene was ridiculous because the dude's standing there with his car and he's going, don't hit my car. Don't hit my car. Don't hit my car. They see a ball of fire coming from the sky. He could have got in his car and drove away. Instead of doing that, <laughs> he goes... Don't hit my car. Don't hit my car. Oh, you didn't hit my car. Oh, Yay. these robots are here. Let me talk to them. What's going on? Hey, robots. Oh, you killed me. And then they're like, <laughs> we're just going to drive west. Yeah. Like I said, they were they were kind of judgy for beings from outer space that didn't seem to be very sophisticated themselves. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's why they're the bad guys. Right. You have all this you know, outer space tech and they go, he's somewhere on the west coast pretty much. <laughs> we have to head that way. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Because we accidentally found his whereabouts. Yeah. So, like, maybe I shouldn't talk again, so much shit. And again, Blitzwing <laughs> is obviously in that vicinity because he ran up on Bumblebee. He's on Earth at the so very So, why least, did they just know? holler at Blitzwing? Hey, you on Earth. Did you see anything? You know, can you check in? That didn't make any sense to me. No, they need to be, you know, within earshot, apparently, to communicate with each other. <laughs> but, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> 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 very very sophisticated you know yeah they're from the Bronx <laughs> <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> but yeah do you have anything else you want to add I have I have a couple funny just didn't make senses so I, I'll do one one of them was when Shatter is fighting the helicopter she's a freaking transformer why can't she just shoot down the helicopter she's fighting a <laughs> helicopter like it's beneath it's earth technology and you're just going one on one with a helicopter and that, I, I think that also confused me too because they could change into cars Anything. and planes so why did they drive west if they could change into planes <laughs> at the same time <laughs> they wanted to take a scenic route <laughs> They wanted to stop in Vegas and gamble. I, that didn't make sense to me. So they both literally turn into helicopters and fighter jets and all of these things. And she's having issues taking down a helicopter. The dropkick literally turned into a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> and they had trouble fighting a helicopter. I was so bad. I thought with the whole them turning into cars, like maybe they wanted to keep it low. That was my only thing. It just didn't follow because you already <laughs> crash landed into it, <laughs> an entire planet. <laughs> and then you wanted to keep a low profile afterwards. <laughs> I think it's kind of late, buddy. And you could have chosen to maybe crash land, you know, somewhere actually empty, not, you know, destroy property and then try to just, <laughs> just creep away. <laughs> right, like, right. No, they made an entrance. Just kick some dust on it. <laughs> and they left a witness. Yeah, yeah. That was, it was a lot. <laughs> so the, the, the bad guys were not... And I, and I count John Cena as a bad guy as well because that's the way he was kind of portrayed. Yeah, yeah, he was portrayed as the not like the the bad guy, but one of the, the enemies, pretty much. And they were all just severely lacking in their planning department on a very simple mission. I might add, just locate Bumblebee. <laughs> that's not very complicated. What they were trying to do here. Um, any other points? What you, I know you have some funny scenes, or we could get into our yeah. come on fam scenes. So, any any new listeners? Come on fam scenes or scenes that we were sitting there, we were watching the movie, and we thought to ourselves, "Come on, fam." 
I have a couple come on fam scenes that I thought were just nuts. So first, I thought the movie start, started exciting. The fight on Cybertron. I thought there was a good amount of action. Mm-hmm. And then Optimus Prime says, I'm going to send you to a faraway planet. And Bumblebee lands on Earth and can speak English. And yeah. I didn't know exactly how, you know, may, again, he could have been programmed for all the world's languages of all the universes or galaxies languages. But that I had to come on fam. Oh, I guess, yeah. He could have been programmed for it, but it seemed like they were surprised to have found Earth as a place that they can go to. So how did they even know what the language there was? Again, right. <laughs> good point. I, I, I get it. I said it. You could program him. I agree with that. It just, I had to separate that a little. You know, I had to take myself and go, okay, I guess he could have been programmed. My other come on fam scene is our first, can I have a drum roll? We should have a drum roll. Our first listener <laughs> submission. Oh. So a friend of mine, Jared, shout to Jared, shout to Brooklyn, Brooklyn Tech, class 98. <laughs> yes, I'm old. Sorry, people. Now y'all know I'm old. So there's a picture of Bumblebee and Charlie. Did you see the picture of Bumblebee and Charlie? Yeah, where she's like. It's an ussy. <laughs> right. Like a, yeah, ussy. She's, she has the camera up, <laughs> yeah. angle down took at the car. in yeah. 1987. <laughs> <laughs> you would just Polaroid. take a photo of the car or put right. what you were doing back then is doing the timer at the maybe, maybe, maybe a timer. Maybe. With a Polaroid, <laughs> you know how much a Polaroid picture costs? It was like $3 a picture. So, yeah. You were getting that frame right. All right. You were getting that frame. Yeah. You, you were, were, you were making sure you got the right picture. So she took an Ussie, and it was an Ussie in 1987. So he submitted that. I thought that was hilarious. And I knew we were going to do Bumblebee eventually. And I said, I would definitely point that out. So I was looking forward to it. And when I saw it, I was like, <laughs> That is yeah. definitely an only in movies. All right, so let's go into some of your funny stuff. So we seem to always be encountering bullies in all our movies. Oh, the bullies! This, I got this them. Movie, yeah, <laughs> but this now movie they're female. A couple of, yeah, a couple of mean girls. <laughs> so I literally put I was like the mean girls. They they were better bullies, but then I, they took it too far. I was like, they're just. <laughs> I have. They are terrible people. <laughs> I have still trash. But actually mean. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, like they were bullies. Like, like they got it right, at least. Have your daddy buy you a better one. I was like, oof. I, I have like- that written down. <laughs> Literally. They were rough. And did they make fun of dude's hairnet, too? Mimo. They made yeah, fun of Yeah, they were just hairnet. going. Mimo, they, was- yeah, they were like, where's your hairnet? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh. I despised on them yeah, chicks. That was- Young Amato would have called them some mean names. Yes. It wasn't as refined as, as old Amato. Uh, yeah, so I definitely noticed that the bullying, you know, they stepped it up a notch, but then maybe went a little too far. <laughs> so related to that, <laughs> related to that, you have when they go to toilet paper the house, you have a white chick, a black dude, <laughs> that's, 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 and I a robot <laughs> in the suburbs making mad fucking noise, <laughs> and a single cop does not show up. So eventually, funny. finally, and like way after, they had time to toilet paper the house and all of that, and then the cop finally shows up. They only came because she sped past them. That, that's the only reason. Right, but- right, 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 right. Absolutely right. They weren't even in that scene. They drove past the cop. You're right. Nobody called the police. That was that was a come on fam. I forgot to reference. It was, I have white chick, black dude, robot, mad noise in a rich neighborhood. And nobody called the cops. For me, for and Bumblebee, what I know it is in that scene. I was like, Bumblebee is a friend that takes it too far and gets you arrested. All right. Right. <laughs> You go to do, so they went to do some really simple, you know, juvenile TPing the house. Then it escalated to property damage and then fleeing the scene of a crime and fleeing from police officer. I was like, Bumblebee needs to chill, all right? He, he, he turned up a little too much. Too quick. <laughs> 
uh, another funny one I had was when they're in the car and she's like, take your shirt off. And he's like, whose shirt? My shirt? You want my shirt? <laughs> I'm like, man, come on. What are you doing? I, I thought you liked her. Like, <laughs> you have no game. He got put on the spot. You know, maybe he didn't expect to move uh, that, that fast. He was like, I didn't wear a clean wife beater. Yeah, I know. Damn, I got on a dirty white beater. <laughs> you got a ketchup stain on your shirt. <laughs> right. <laughs> One time when I was in junior high, I used to be a messy eater. And this girl first, she asked me, are you eating or are you feeding your jacket? And that like hurt my feelings for a long time. <laughs> That was a good one. That stuck with me. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. I remember it fucking 30 years later. (laughs) It's so good. My therapist heard it too. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) All right. Um, But yeah, Bumblebee is definitely a problem. And then I also don't know, like, is his character supposed to be kind of like a child? Because that's the way that I kind of understood it. He's like a younger Transformer. I don't know. See, and I I don't know. I, I thought I liked the Transformers, but I only like the Transformers cartoon, but I don't really like the Transformers cartoon that much anymore. Because if you watch it now, it's dumb. So I don't know. I thought the, the Optimus Prime here was better than the Optimus Prime in the cartoons. He was a little more about it. The Optimus Prime in the cartoons was like lameish. He would uh, come out with a, a good message because it was the 80s, time. so they have to have a message. Yeah. yeah. It's like, don't do drugs. <laughs> what? Like, what? Have to do with anything, right? So that, that's what I, I didn't really understand with his character, Bumblebee, because he seemed to be acting a little bit uh, like scatterbrained, almost as if he was like a younger character, didn't kind of know what he's supposed to be doing. And his but he also got his, his brains kind of fried, too. Yeah, but he was already doing that a little bit even before. And it, and I guess I'm tying this also to the other movies where okay. Bumblebee is also still kind of like a juvenile character. Overall, I didn't think Bumblebee needed a movie. <laughs> so, so and, and I'll get to that in like in the wrap up. But yeah, for, it just seemed like the the he was just a little bit useless, and he did have his brain scrambled and all that. But he still seemed to be almost like childlike in that movie. And speaking of getting his brain scrambled, how did he just keep coming back from all these like critical core damage injuries? <laughs> yeah, because right? did you notice Charlie like, had be- a wrench, fam? <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning of the movie, he he literally shut down because he was so damaged. Six different times, yeah. Yeah, and then he gets shot. She brings him back through, like, you know, the paddles. Dr. Gray came out of there and just brought him back real quick. And <laughs> Dr. Gray. Every, you watch Grey's yeah, Anatomy? Yeah, and every, I watch Grey's Anatomy through through Liz. She's my proxy oh, for it. I, I love Grey's Anatomy. I just want to throw that out there. I know. <laughs> I know enough, though. Watching it through her, I've, yeah, I've picked okay. up enough. Uh, so both times they still managed to bring him back. So and then all of a sudden, because he got jolted, now his everything starts working again. Like he got memory reloading <laughs> and everything's coming back. I didn't understand his whole health, how how it oh, works. Because how does he get healed? When you need to fix a computer, you restart it. You don't electrocute it because you're a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> and you say you're an I IT. I was like, they shocked it. <laughs> They shocked it, and then it, he healed. I was like, I don't really, I don't follow that. It was that easy. Why didn't he just like hold on to a lamp post or something when he was about to die in the beginning? <laughs> I don't know. One of my last notes is um towards the end of the movie, John Cena comes back and he's focused on killing Bumblebee, but doesn't give a damn about Shatter and Dropkick. I have kill Bumblebee, but fuck the bad guys. Nobody mentions the bad guys. Nobody's like, all right, they left. Where'd they go? Wh- what happened to them? They just left them go about their business. And they know they were using our satellites, so they have, like, all the information in the world that's available to us. And Bumblebee doesn't have nothing but Charlie <laughs> and a wrench. That's it. And Mimo. 
uh, John Cena was just a bad, bad leader. Yeah, bad. and the, again, this is so now they've escalated from attacking, you know, a platoon out doing some training, right? They attacked now a military base, an entire military base. They attacked, they killed folks, and still what they got in response were a couple of vehicles and a single helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. right, the response was not adequate. Yeah, so they kept responding with what they would send for a bomb scare, pretty much, in like most cities. <laughs> right. Why are they not responding with the full might of, you know, the military or, or something like that? Get, get your warships. You're on the coast, right? You should have some like <laughs> something. cannons pointed at them. <laughs> right, yeah. John Cena, like you said, he was terrible. When that scene where he's like, oh, we found Bumblebee. He's like, he cocks his handgun. I was like, what are you going to do with that? Like, are you going to throw it at him? Hit him and die. I have another joke where then the mom took her car. Yeah. And she she pulls up on her on the, with the bike. Right. And she's she just like, left the bike there. Well, they just left the bike, 100%. That was part <laughs> of it. But why did she just say, I-, I needed brakes? Why did you take my car? It needed new brakes. You shouldn't have took it. Or it needed an oil change. It needed something. She had to act mad, suspicious. She could have just said, no, it wasn't ready for, to be driven. It's not <laughs> registered, mom. This car is not insured. She just all right. We can get into our overall review. Okay. Yeah, so I think overall, it did start off, the movie did start off with action, which I always, you know, I'm appreciative when a movie does that. I think it's just as good when you have a very intriguing start, but the action at least keeps you engaged right from the beginning. But in overall, in the first half of the movie, I felt like not much happened. It started off with that action, and then it was really just Charlie and Bumblebee. I think this whole movie was pretty much them trying to get their shit together and then failing at the end. That was how it <laughs> sum up the movie. <laughs> so while I was watching it, not only in the first half, but then once it was like wrapping up, I, like I said, I didn't know if Bumblebee needed this movie. Not much happened throughout the whole movie, if you really think about it. They were trying to find him, they found him, and then they need to send a message out. That was the movie, pretty much. <laughs> For two hours, essentially. How much? I forgot how much time. So it was one fifty-three. So I always try to write yeah. that down now to um, see exactly how long it is. I agree. I mean, I I wasn't super impressed or you know enamored with this movie. I wasn't excited for Bumblebee, like you said. I had kind of given up on Transformers after Shia LaBeouf kind of left the, the series. And then to see this, it was just kind of surprising that for a movie solely based on Bumblebee, not much happened with Bumblebee. Think about it. He was a Volkswagen Beetle the whole time, and he got repaired. <laughs> he evolved That's to it. a Camaro. I mean, isn't that what life's about? <laughs> to go from a Beetle to a Camaro? I, I think you're just yeah. hating, actually. Now, <laughs> now that I listen to you. I think that's the American dream. <laughs> and he did it in less than a year, apparently. I don't know what the timeline was at all. So maybe the Mark Wahlberg Transformers movies, they focus more on him. I haven't seen them, so... I thought about that, but yeah, I didn't think he needed a whole movie. And then the villains in the movie, both human and Transformers, were cheesy. Were like too cheesy. <laughs> and on their lines and just their their failure to grasp basic logic on things, or like you said, planning. And since the last Transformers that I saw, when I thought about it afterwards, I was like, this is kind of their style. Their dialogue is kind of I like was just about to say, Transformer villains are cheesy. Do you understand yeah. that in the Transformer cartoon, Megatron used to turn into a gun? You know how useless it is to turn into a gun? Yeah. You know somebody else has yeah. to pick you up and use you? You can't move. You can't run around. You can't really get into the action. Someone has to run up, pick you up, and use you. 
you're completely immobile and everything. These people, other people turn to cars and planes and trucks and all types of cool stuff. He turns into a gun. So <laughs> this is this is a culture thing, I would say, for the Transformer world. Yeah, and I had just I think I had just forgotten because I hadn't seen Transformer <laughs> movies in a while. So then you got defibrillated back. Yes, it, it brought Get me the back. Battles. <laughs> Yeah, so then you mentioned culture. So the culture of this movie, it seems like it is a little bit cheesy and even like kitty a little bit. And then they, for some reason, tried to couple that with like uh, overly dramatic scenes. So that that was another part of the movie that I didn't really understand. Like, are you trying to make me sad? Or is it supposed to be like a lighthearted, enjoyable movie? They really tried with the dad angle, you know, her being sad. Like she, when she was hugging Bumblebee and all this. I thought the dad angle, now that you bring it up, I thought that was completely irrelevant and useless. Yeah, because it all it all kind of culminated in her about to do her jump. Oh, I have diving saves the world. <laughs> I wrote that down at 135 and she dove at 141. Like I said, not much happened in this movie. It was more of a Charlie movie than a Bumblebee movie. Right. It was Charlie and her shenanigans <laughs> featuring <Yeah>. Bumblebee. <laughs> but I did like, you know, Haley Steinfeld. I think she did a great job as the lead. And she she made it still be funny. You know, her acting, her her delivery. The Mimo character was a, a welcome addition. He was a little bit cheesy as well. Um, but that's like you said, that's the culture of this movie. Um, and the villains were just poor, poor. I don't know if John Cena was the best character for this because, as I mentioned, it almost seems like he's holding back a laugh in a lot of his scenes. Like when you look at him trying to be serious, it's like he knows he's trying to be serious. So, so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, John Cena. I haven't seen him in a, a serious movie and been like, or not even a serious movie. Enough. I've seen him in the funny comedies and been like oh yeah. he's funny but i never seen yeah. him even in an action movie really intrigued me or be you know i'll be like oh he really played that role his role here was a little bit it was definitely clunky it was awkward and the other villains the military etc they were all just kind of piss poor so they didn't aid in the movie but overall it's a simple movie i think it's pretty straightforward it's not too long but not my favorite movie and it definitely did not make me want to continue watching transformers movies moving forward <laughs> So I pretty much reiterate everything you said. Again, as I said in the beginning, my key word for this movie would be continuity. There wasn't a lot of continuity in it. It didn't make sense uh, sometimes. It just didn't, it, it wasn't cohesive. I didn't understand no. why people were doing things. I didn't understand people's actions or reactions or motivations. Lack of even. reaction. <laughs> yeah, or lack of reaction. All this stuff that she kept doing, she kept going back to the house and apparently nobody was able to find her there every time she kept going. <laughs> <laughs> just little stuff like that was just, it just made this, you know, just very many nonsensical scenes that were beyond only a movie's list. It was just poor writing. I, I saw some articles as I was Googling and I I didn't get into the too deep reading, but I heard this doesn't isn't even in continuity with the actual Transformers series. So I, if anybody who's listening knows or has any feedback about that, hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think, your thoughts on that. I thought it was a prequel, no? Yes, but it messes up the continuity of the films after it. Because I thought they actually connected it in the end by him turning into a Camaro, which is the, the first car that... Yeah, I think... No, Tyler no, I think Bumblebee's story is fine. I think it messed up the continuity of the overall Transformers universe. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was, like I said, some characters that I expected to be there weren't, so maybe that's why it kind of messed that up. We'll look into it. But <laughs> yeah. So, if, again, if any of your fans know about that, let us know. Overall, it was an okay movie. Not the best, not the worst. I guess that's my my go-to saying. I'll, I'll do the sandwich <laughs> method. A good, it started off with a good amount of action. There was some good robot-on-robot robot fights throughout the movie. 
bad. It lacked continuity. It, it just was, wasn't cohesive. Good. I thought the kind of chemistry between Mimo and Charlie was cool. I thought they had a really good chemistry. They yeah. they bounced jokes off of each other well. They interacted with each other well. I even liked the, the Bumblebee and Charlie relationship as well. I, think, I thought that was cool. But because they focused so much on the relationship aspect, it wasn't really... Right, yeah. I'm not excited about another Transformers. I know there will be one again because this movie made 300 more million than it cost. So that's usually <laughs> a guarantee is gonna just, there'll be a sequel. That's that's my general thoughts on the movie. Overall, the Transformers kind of universe is a little bit played out, and I'm not sure where else they're going to take it. But I'm not interested in finding out either. <laughs> Some corrections from last episode. So during the Aquaman episode, I stated that it was similar to Black Panther because two brothers were fighting and I was driving in the car with my son and we were listening to the rough edit and he was like, dad, pause that, pause that. And I was like, okay, what? He was like, they're not brothers, they're cousins. And I was like, you're you're totally (laughs) completely right. This is why you're smarter than me. If you got to build the future to be brighter than you. Okay. So my apologies for that. But everything else I said around it still stands and I'm still willing to argue about it if anybody has any problems with it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i didn't even catch it either i was just enthralled by your dot connecting i was like huh yeah. <laughs> connected dots that wasn't even there <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks for joining us everybody again as i mentioned earlier next week we'll be announcing the movie we'll be watching on our social media instagram facebook twitter at only in movies pod make sure you follow us on all of those platforms again i'll say it one more time at only in movies pod yep also, let us know what other movies you want us to cover in the future by sending us a message, leaving a comment. We'll be also putting out some questions for you all and finding out what you thought of some of our scenes, some of our, the movies you covered. So join us next time for more things that happen only in movies. <laughs>